There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and we're here with Jim Price. Jim, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, sir. Hello, Rochester, Buffalo, Batavia. Good to see you guys. Nice to know you got that nice, balmy weather out there. Get your surf shoes on, and uh, let's go out and hang ten, boys and girls. I mean, I was going to say, after hearing hearing that news broadcast, I was going to say, stay safe out there, Rochester. Stay safe (laughs) out there, Rochester. Jeez, it's a war zone. I can't remember which way. Oh, the oh, I mean the shootings part. Oh, that's yeah. Um, yeah also, I hear on the news every day for doing this show is murder and violent crime. Murder and violent crime. That's it. That's it. that's that's all you hear. And you but know the what? thing is, it, I, is sad. that clickbait or is that as is it actually is as bad as they say it is? So the problem is, is that what is reality? Um, we know certain areas of the country, like Chicago, who have you know. Hundreds of murders, unsolved murders in certain districts of the of the state, and those are the uh, sanctuary gun safe zones, you know, where we don't have guns at all. And if anything, that should be an education to say, well, obviously, you know, the, a bullet is a lot faster than nine one one. But anyway. well, so did you hear uh, the uh, the new law that was passed in Illinois? Which one? Which one? <laughs> Which about one? about guns? About guns? Oh, the one where they said, yeah, they're going to – I touched on this a little bit yesterday, uh, that uh, assault weapons, which there's no such thing, uh, mm-hmm. are banned and – or high cap- – you know, what they, they want to call them, high capacities or anyway. They, but there's 50 – or there's 40 – there's 40 sheriffs that said they're not going to, to follow this law, which is right. exactly what they should do. That's perfect. Well, it's interesting because – it says it's it's in forty two USC. Okay, right. one of the things that they did in there in this this law is they're going to ban assault type rifles. So anything that looks like a, an assault <laughs> rifle, is what they're going to ban. I don't even know how that works or how. Yeah, it, it just makes no it's sense. It's a feeling, so it's very, it's, it's a, a feeling. moving target. Oh, I don't yeah. know about this Rudger ten twenty two. It kind of looks uh, assaulty, um, but yeah. the big problem was the gun registry. Is that Illinois citizens would have to register guns? Now, the problem with this is is this is unconstitutional. People are saying, well, you know, if I go look at the Second Amendment, I don't see anything about a gun registry. So this means they can do it. No, actually, they can't. 42 Mm -hmm. U.S. Code 5207 firearm policies go through it, and what you will read is that the government shall not, never, cannot produce a gun registry of the citizens. Bingo. Okay. Well, so that's the federal law. They can't do that. And so the state cannot make, cannot go against any law that the federal government is meant to, to there protect. And you got to remember, the federal government is there to protect your civil rights. That's what their laws are about. Um, but the the state of Illinois, they, they don't care. Because, you know, do you know who the governor of Illinois is? Oh, I saw him on a uh, – he's a kind of a heavy guy. Um, I didn't realize they had changed governors like that. I, I didn't realize. But he's just as big a lunatic as the one they had before. I mean, he makes well, Lightfoot look like a cream puff. 
Well, he he does. He does. And the family, the Pritzker family, if if you don't know mm-hmm. who they are, um, he they they're co-founders of uh, of Hyatt Hyatt Hotels, right? And so they own the the Pritzker organization. But their family oh. bloodline. Have you ever heard of Uh-oh. the twelve Illuminati bloodlines? <laughs> the bloodlines? No, come on. I'm serious. I'm serious. <sighs> twelve Illuminati bloodlines. Are they elected or selected, folks? Is it his turn? Mm. Well, he's he's been governor of Illinois for for years. But uh, this this goes back to two families. This would be the Collins family. Okay. Right. Um, and the Collins family, so you know what's interesting about the Collins family in the United States of America? It's not anybody just named Collins, but... Columbus? Well, there you go. So it goes to the Colon, Colon family, which is kind of where the name Columbus came from. Christopher Columbus wasn't even his real name, but the whole right. District of Columbia, the, the Dove, all this. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember a, uh, a Shakespeare play called Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, the tr- the romantic tragedy of That's young right. love. Have you ever heard of, of the um, the series of medieval popes that came about that were from two families? Yes, I, this is yeah. Okay, so the two families were the Orini and the Colon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the Orini and the Colon family were at a multi hundred year war, and so you had. The Orini family had, I think, 27 popes, and then the Colon family had about 19 popes in their family, cardinals, popes. They they basically controlled the Vatican. They were the the Phoenicians that came in, infiltrated, went through the Jesuits, and took over. So these are the two predominant families, and they rule the world today, and I'm kind of showing people this. Right. But uh, the, the Colon, um, they had a, a, a daughter and the Orini had a son who, where those the son and daughter fell in love. Oh. And so this love. is what Shakespeare was actually writing about was this epic war between these two, what we would call today organized crime or mobster families who <laughs> ran the Vatican <laughs> and all of Rome and the Roman right. Empire, quite literally. But right. Pritzker can be traced back to the Colon family. And so that's God, why it's kind of interesting because they 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 don't um, they just change their name. It, it's interesting. Like, do you know um, a woman by the name of? Um, I'm gonna have to pull it back up here. Um, Madeline Albright. Oh yeah, I remember her. Yeah, Is so she, she part was of this a, too. Well, so Madeline Albright. So she was Secretary of the State under Bill Clinton, for those who don't remember. Right. Her real last name is Korbelova. Oh. Do you know she wasn't born in the United States? She was born in Czechoslovakia. Oh, uh, what? Communist. Are you kidding me? She was born in communist Czechoslovakia. She's a Czech, but she's our... So, so she was really? Secretary of State, which is, what, fourth in, no, fourth in line of succession to president. I'm right. sorry, she's, uh, she was unqualified to be in that position. Absolutely. Now, what's interesting is that she married a man, and I, gotta, I forgot his name. Oh, where is his name? And she married a man, and this man just happened to be the heir, the heir to Newsday. So Newsday is a prominent really? New York... Periodical, right? 
Right. Um, Well, the family, Madeleine Albright's family, so the family that exists today, her daughter is on a a trust called the, uh, the Aspen Institute, which is a globalist think tank. And so that family is, if you ever heard of this last name, so the Newsday, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. this. You ever heard of Guggenheim? Guggenheim. Hmm. I think I remember this. This is a Guggen- the Guggenheim is is a uh, is it New York that ha- has the Guggenheim in it? Yeah. So this is this is the Albright family now, the Guggenheims. Really? Just an extension of the Guggenheims. So when you start going back, like you get Rosenbergs, right? We get uh, right. the Warburgs. We get the Vanderbilts. They've all just changed their names over time. Like, if anybody out there knows a guy by the name of Anderson Cooper. Bingo. You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. His a- Anderson Cooper. Vanderbilt. Well, hold on. Anderson Cooper, oh. he, he went to the CIA. He, he went to the farm and trained as a CIA agent before going to the CNN. And uh, his mother it was Gloria Vanderbilt. Yeah. People got to start asking these questions. These are these are tough <sighs> questions because it's all these, about the blood. Then this is the blood. This is a blood fight. Uh, everything that we're we're suffering through with all the crap that we have to deal with in our daily life is just because some dude's bloodline, right? Mm-hmm. It's well, all it's about who, we, who your donor was. They they <sighs> keep it very tight knit, right? Is that they right. don't just give power out to anybody. You are selected, right. not elected. Well, sounds fair. <laughs> no wonder they wanted to take down America because we were out here breaking the cycle, right? That's right. Hmm. You know, it, it's we interesting too. It. I mean, when, when you start going back into this and finding out who these people are, the Collins family that I was just talking about. Do you want to know mm-hmm. other relatives of the Collins family that that date back? Go for it. You ever heard of the Roosevelts? Oh man. And the Collins and the Roosevelts married some another into another family. Okay, now was the Dolly Madison part of that too? Maybe. Have you ever heard of uh, a family called the Rothschilds? Yeah, absolutely. So the name Orsini, okay, Mm -hmm. means of the red. And so the Orsinis. Towards the 1600s, changed their name to some of them changed their name to. Roths, and then that came Rothschild, and then became Rothschild. Wow. Oh. Hey, so uh, Josh, are you a part of any of these really cool bloodlines that makes you? You know, I actually am. That's the funny thing, but I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> right. I actually am, but I'm not a. Uh, I'm not at not, true liberty know, to discuss all that. But uh, you're not. Uh, you're not close enough to the tree trunk to. To pull in the dividends. Well, you know what happened with me is um, my great-grandmother on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Um, she – let's just say that she left Russia in a very big hurry ah, during an nice. event when the rest of her family was being executed. Wasn't and, Anastasia part of that too? Well, there Wasn't you go. Wasn't Anastasia in that whole blood war getting out of the czars and all that stuff? Too? So th- that's that the was... question. And so basically my great-grandmother, okay, um, left Russia, went to Poland, ended up in Germany, got in through the Catholic Church, got into a uh, um, kind of a foster family there. When mm-hmm. she got there, she had handlers that took her from Russia, Poland, and then got her into Germany. This was in um, 
obviously 1920s. And then um, Nazism started to take up. Right. And uh, her parents there were executed in front of her. She was Jewish. And um, the Catholic uh, priest there saved her life saying that she was adopted and that she was from that area. Um, and ended up wow. moving to uh, France, being exiled to France from there. And hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell some of that story here in a minute. We'll be back with more Dark yeah. Light Show right after this. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back. Dark Delight show. And so, yeah, so she exiled uh, to to France and in Paris Mm -hmm. and she was, uh, she went to uh, Notre Dame. And there, she worked with a lot of the uh, the Jesuit order and the the Catholic churches. To um, they had an underground railroad through the tunnel systems underneath all Notre Dame and all the Catholic churches. And so she was one of the people who helped get all the Jews out of France as the Nazis rolled in. Wow! And eventually, after the war ended, they settled in Bordeaux, France 
where my uh, my grandmother was born, Colette, and mm -hmm. uh, then my mother was born, and they came over here in fifty six, nineteen fifty six, in the Ellis Island, and uh, that then that I was born, then, then I came. Uh -oh. Well, Ding. I came a little bit a while later, but uh, are you an anchor baby? Is that what that you were? You anchored him here. <laughs> yeah. Part of the well, first generation, policy. I guess. First generation. Well, yeah, by the way, uh, uh, California is getting ready to give you five million dollars if you've uh, claimed that you have been black for the last ten years. If you have identified oh, wow. as being black for the last ten years, it's fine. Interesting. Just and they'll pay off ninety six thousand dollars of your debt as well. We we'll give you five million and ninety six thousand dollars pay off debt if you have identified. And this is the part I I, I can't. You identified as being black for the last ten years. I, I, this is ridiculous, dude. We cannot go down this path. Um, hey, real quick, you said uh, you were talking about the whole Nazi stuff, the whole German war. Now, it, what is the whole thing about the Jew part? Where were they killing the Jews off, or were they were they were they really killing the Jews off, or was it something else? So there's there's two arguments here, and this is something that I was told in the military. Um, with strategy and sacrifice through strategy. Um, mm -hmm. and this was apparently a lot of people believe that the Allies covered this up during World War II or after World War II, especially during the Nuremberg trials. In mm -hmm. that um, one of the only ways – so the Nazis had a, a massive military fighting machine and they found it incredibly difficult to stop them. Now, one of the biggest ways that they found that they could stop them st strategically was to begin cutting off their supply lines. And so the Nazis had um, thousands of miles of railroad tracks built throughout all of Europe that they were utilizing. Right. And so everything back then was about the shipping and the movement of supply chain. Right. And the Nazis had bases, and their bases were offset, like – deep, deep away from any cities. The reason they did this is because they basically hoard all the supplies there. Um, back right. in those days, you know, vehicles or troops walking, you need gasoline, so you have to carry large gas tankers and stuff like that along with you. And that, right. you know, if you're 100 miles, 200 miles outside of a city, then that's a long, that's a long transit to a military base, and they could easily discover you and then just bomb you. Right. You can see right. things coming in from a long miles away. So this was one of the strategies used by the Nazis. So wow. the Americans and the allies understood that if they just took out the railroad tracks. Then the Nazis would have no supplies coming in to those bases. And if they had no supplies coming to those bases, which you had thousands of people on them, you had Nazi soldiers and then you had prison camps mm -hmm. where the Jews were being held. Jews and other people were being held. Right. But so the sacrifice they knew was that if they bombed the supply chains, the railroad tracks, then the right. people in those bases would die of dehydration, starvation, and the Nazis would eventually run out of supplies. Now, the Nazis knew this. This is why they held the prison camps at the same places they had their military bases. Hmm. As kind of a collateral, so they couldn't Body get armor. bombed on the supplies. Right. And so what happened is, is well, a lot of people think is what happened, and people can disagree with me on this or not. None of us were there, and if you were there, I mean, okay, great. I'd like to hear that story. Um, right. But the Americans, the Allies, bombed all the supply lines going into the major military bases. And from that, they rationed supplies to only military soldiers, German military soldiers, 
and the prisoners began to die of starvation. Right. And so if the civilians started to die of starvation, what happens when they get to this critical point of starvation? They're in pain. And so mm -hmm. what they did is they developed makeshift um, um, gas chambers to execute them to end their suffering. Wow. And so a lot of people believe that that is really what was the rec the the kind of cause a lot of this. It doesn't but say who that. Who was the manufacturer that, of the gas, though? Wasn't that was that that was one of IB the uh, pharmaceutical companies? What's that? Ib Farben, which then turned into uh, well, one, Ib one of our modern day uh, yeah, companies, Monsanto's. right? Yep. So, well, what's also interesting about this, and this, and, and please don't don't take my words for like sympathizing with Germans here. Um, Adolf Hitler was a bad dude. He was absolutely 100% racist. He had all intention of killing as many people as he possibly could. Um, they were working towards in a, an occult agenda of bringing back what was known as the Aryan race, which was a, a race of human beings they believed lived in the north um, thousands and thousands of years before any of this happened. They believed in a, a, an alternative civilization used to live on this planet before what they call the uh, the flood or the pre-diluvian times, right? And uh, they they had reason to think that this uh, this race was predominantly you know tall, white, blonde hair, blue eye, uh, which it actually wasn't. Uh, mm -hmm. But there there's actually a lot of accounts of who this race was and what they were. But anyways, besides the point right yeah. there, is Adolf Hitler was a bad dude. Now, by the way, is the German laws that came about in Nazi Germany pertaining to um, ethnic cleansing and basically the, these very, very racist laws or you, what we'd call today as eugenics laws. They were modeled. You ready for this? Modeled right. after U.S. eugenics laws that were in place in over 34 states. Wow. Isn't that interesting? I mean, so so he was like kind of doing nothing different than what was happening here in the United States. He was just anyways, executing the plan that we had hidden in our laws. That's right. Well, and if you go look in his financiers, you'll see a long history of this. But but yeah, so my, my great grandmother um, was uh, a very, very interesting person. She exiled from uh, um, from the royal house in Russia during the Bolshevik mm -hmm. Revolution. And, and wow. that's about all we can say on that. We we have there, there's documentation, but not many have gone through it. So one day, right. maybe one day. But anyways, well, but think about that. I mean, in that conversation, I mean, we're you have to. We this is where the transparency thing doesn't doesn't seem to come to light, right? Because we're asking for transparency from our government. We want transparency from our history. We want to know who financed both sides of the war. We want to know who really did this, who transformed from the war to this. When the Germans came over here, I mean, all these different things. Why can't we get the truth? And is it that we are – is it really for our own good or is it just to, to cover up their sins, the things that they did, the atrocities that they really did to us? I don't know, Jim. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, the, the question is, is um, aren't all wars that? Yeah. All, aren't all wars the same thing as the, the, the Colon and the Orsini? Right. Just bloodline feuds of people who don't like each other trying to fight each other for power. Isn't that what's Hatfields happening right now? McCoys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, did you see that uh, China went over to Saudi Arabia yesterday and or was it the day before and signed a signed a big agreement with Saudi Arabia to get their oil from them instead of getting it from America? Yeah, they, they they initiated this a few uh, about a month and a half ago. Right. Not only that is Saudi Arabia will clear all Chinese oil transactions on the Shanghai Exchange in the Chinese Wong, which means that the U.S. dollar is on its way out as the petrodollar. Yeah. If we ever told you to get gold, get what silver, gold, and uh, brass to cover your butt, this is the time. Mm-hmm. Now, the writing is on our, on about. the wall. <clears throat> One that? thing I wanted to talk about here is, uh, th- did you see that document of Hunter Biden's rent that he was paying the Joe Biden? <laughs> the $49,910. Yeah, isn't this interesting? I-, I got something to say about this. We're going to talk about that when we come back after our long break. Yep. We'll be right back for more Dark Delight Show. See you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. So, so Jim, we're, we're yeah. talking about this $49,910 in monthly right. rent that Hunter Biden was paying um, to Joe Biden to live in Joe Biden's house. Right. Now, do you know how much money Hunter Biden was taking in from CEFC China Energy Company with one of the contracts that he got through his father? Take a wild guess. Just take a wild guess what the, the, the amount of money that Hunter Biden was receiving from China Energy, CEFC, China Energy. Just, just, just I mean, just It was $10 million a month, wasn't it? No, no. It was $49,910 a month, which was 10% of it. It was about, right? So it was $50,000 oh. a month. $50,000 a month <laughs> is what he was receiving from China Energy. And he was paying that in rent. So, so do you understand how money laundering works? Hey, oh my gosh! Don't change the number. Yeah, don't make changing... it like forty-eight thousand or. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Well, what was all the millions of dollars being thrown at him through Burisma and all the other? Well, th- this names? is exactly how it worked: is they would own three or four houses, and Hunter Biden would pay rent at all these houses. So, right. so Joe, Donald Trump said today, was Joe Biden really paid fifty thousand dollars a month by Hunter for a house that's worth comparatively? Very little. Who actually owns the house? This is just mm-hmm. the beginning of one of the greatest political and money laundering scams of all time. However, don't know whether or not the rigged or corrupt fake news media will want to report on it. Probably not. They'd right. rather report on a 75-year-old Trump employee who did not pay tax on the use of a company car or apartment. Few people do. I've never, never paid tax before. on a company truck. Are you supposed to pay tax on that? Apparently, according to the, the last lawsuit that happened. Really? With I mean, I've had a company. I mean, construction almost three decades. I mean, I got company trucks all the time, and we never consider that to be an asset that you pay taxes on. Well, so this is what uh, the uh, the New York uh, SDNY sued the Trump organization over. Really? Yeah, that that's literally what they sued them. <laughs> Why over. do I feel like all of a sudden I'm going to be? Like, <laughs> and then they took down the decades. CPA for not basically telling the employee that. No way. Mm-hmm. 
That is, but this is again. This is that multi-tiered, um, you know, judicial system, right? And this is why we all have a problem, you know, with the DOJ. Why we have a problem with our local judiciary system, and we have a problem with the the thin blue line that when we see the FBI, you know, picking and choosing what they want to do and how they want to do it. I mean, if it's not clear cut across the board, and we don't treat everybody the same, then obviously there's different levels of of uh, prosecution or selective uh, persecution, and this is. It's it's undermining everything that we really thought we had faith in. Correct. Mm. I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And, and this is what happened: is that they undermine the people's authority. Right? They they come right. in there and I mean, like, think about it. Republican Congresswoman Maria Salazar, who's in Davos, <clears throat> right, says at the World Economic Forum that we need to give dignity. The 13 to 15 million illegals living in America. Yeah, we can give them dignity um, and a trip back to their country because, you know what? You broke a federal law. You broke a federal law. Like, that's your first act of getting here is you you – and you want me to give you money? I mean, oh, did you see the the New York York mayor talking about how we're full? Uh, he was down in El Paso and did an El Paso press conference. Why the New York pres- uh, New York mayor is down in uh, El Paso doing a press conference saying, hey, we're full. You can't send any more of these, pe- these people, these people there. We, no more of these people in our city. We're full. Right, he paid, yeah, yeah. like, was it uh, $250 million for the hotel fees and all that stuff? Yeah, Mayor Adams is is done having illegal immigrants come to his state, which are being sent there by Abbott – the governor of Texas, and uh, he's now seeing the problem. The mayor of Denver mm-hmm. is done with it. It's mass. It's a big problem in Denver right now. And uh, the uh, governor, um, Polis, is actually moving in to stop it and saying that we need to do something about the border wall. So now Polis and Adams are all coming out and saying that we need to do something about the border wall, and they're pushing the Democrats to do it. So we'll see what happens. This will be interesting. Wow. So now they're going full reverse on it. There was a there was a video of him in September talking about how New York will never shut down. We're always going to be open. You know, these people need dignity and all this other stuff. And then the next clip is him in El Paso, mm-hmm. which, again, I'm really – why is a New York mayor in El Paso? That 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 does not I, – I just – why are you there, buddy? Um, well, but anyway, he was checking like, out yeah. the border wall. He, he was going to the border wall. <laughs> yeah. Because cause I thought walls didn't work. Um, anyway. <laughs> just, the hypocrisy emotion is really hard to keep up with. I, and we, we're over here trying to be steady and true in one direction and, you know, liberties and freedom. And, and then this guy is over here just contradicting his own sound bites over and over again. I, I'm amazed by it. And they let him get away with it. They give him a free pass. Well, because mm-hmm. he's trying his best, right? Oh, of course, trying his best. Yeah, it's, it's always about you and me and fair and Imagine whatever. you and me, me and you, <laughs> no matter how you toss the butt. <laughs> well, so it had to be. Oh, sorry. It, anyway, so happy it's without together. Yeah. Except for in New York, where we're closed because we got too many. <laughs> Did you hear uh, Joe Biden singing "Happy Birthday" yesterday? What? So. He doesn't so even it, know the English language. What do you mean he was singing well, that? So Happy it was to I thought it was to uh, to MLK's daughter or something, but whoever it was, oh, yeah. he forgot their name. 
And so he's singing <laughs> happy birthday, and he goes, happy birthday, dear. You know the thing. No, you he li- thing, Jim, Jim, he literally went, happy birthday, dear. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Like, <laughs> he faked the mumble? He like, did. he usually just mumbles, but this but time he faked thing, it. That, I think he was expecting people to be, like, singing along with him, and nobody decided <laughs> to join in with him. It was just him singing it. Oh, and so when he got guy. to the name, he's like, happy birthday, dear Mary. Angela, Shelley, yeah. Bridget. <laughs> it was horrible. You know the thing. You know. Oh, did you did you see the part where he's talking about he went to Catholic church every morning at 7 a.m. all through high school and college, and then he went over to the black church right after? Did you did you hear this when he did this little soundbite? I mean, this guy really has no boundaries to just lying. I, I, I've made the statement, when you normally lie, lying becomes normal. Mm. I don't know how you – this is what they do. They're full, full circle, but anyway. Oh, um, this is, again um, – hey, by the way, on the whole – there's an, this whole paper thing. I think you were accurate on the whole documents and this and that. I think we're going to go back and find that this investigation has been going on for two to three months. I think this is this is starting to peel. We're peeling back the onion and finding out that this Mayor Garland and all this other stuff has had to be fully engaged for quite a while now, and this all goes back before the midterms. Well, actually, it goes back much further than that, and I can kind of give you a, a little taste of, of what I'll probably be talking about tonight. Right. But – a little um, teaser. Well, yeah. So you have uh, Attorney Louch. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah. It's all okay, so, so incestual. So this is a document that was released on the 12th, last Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. Merrick Garland announced today the appointment of former career Justice Department prosecutor and former U.S. Attorney of the District of Maryland, Robert Hur. So we talked about that last week, right? Right. To serve as special counsel to conduct an investigation of the matters that were subject to the initial investigation by U.S. Attorney John Lausch Jr. Now, what's interesting about this is Robert Hur and John Lausch were two of the 55 prosecutors appointed by Donald Trump that Joe Biden didn't have stepped down. These were the only two prosecutors that were layovers from the Trump era. Wow. Okay. Now, Louch is interesting, okay, Um, appointed by Donald Trump, but he was the one that discovered the classified documents of Joe Biden. What was he looking for originally? What was his – he's a prosecutor from Illinois. Why was he looking at these documents? Well, I – you know, this – all right. All right, guys, listen. We are being screwed off sideways, and I hope that somewhere along the line that somewhere, some justice is going to come out on this because the ancestral nature of these people with who appointed who and who touched who, it is absolutely unbelievable. Go ahead. Well, no, no, you're, you're right. It's, what we're finding out here is that there was investigation. So we do have the investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, um, business dealings, right? We talked about that the right. other day. And so mm-hmm. this is where people are thinking that Louch got his creds from, is that he was investigating with uh, a few other attorneys Hunter Biden's business dealings. And this is what they discovered. And this is a very wow. good possibility. But it's also believed that Louch potentially – 
could have been appointed by Jeff Sessions back in 2018, 2019, or 2020. Well, Sessions is coming back into this? No, no, no. Jeff Sessions back in 2018 is the one who appointed Louch's attorney. So it's thought that what if Sessions actually appointed him with an investigation into Joe Biden's business dealings back that long ago? And it's It's taken this long to come to to the top of this? Yeah. Where's where's, uh, Durham? Don't know. Interesting, isn't it? I think we'll start. We'll hear Durham's name probably starting about next week. Right. Oh man, we need we need some we need some Durham. We need, we need some, some Durham. Durham. More fake Durham stuff. We need real Durham stuff. But again, it's the remember, guys. An investigator always has to go till he gets two no's. And I think the problem is is that the bucket is so big and so wide and so crappy that to get two no's is almost impossible. Meaning, do you know anything about this? No. Do you know anything about this? No. And then I stop that trail, and then I go to the next one. And uh, as an investigator, think about how deep it would be if you're investigating Hillary. That's right. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Show. That's right. This is where we talk about the fun stuff. And sometimes we just uh, 
you know, we, we do what that old Indian chief used to do. Just throw it up in the air and shoot it with a shotgun, right? And so, right. you know, I was talking about the ground stop. The NATAM system went down in the U.S. last week. It had a full ground stop of all U.S. air traffic. And then the same mm-hmm. thing an hour later happened in Canada. And people are like, oh, what, what's going on here? Now, Tucker was talking about this last night. And he noticed a, a trend is that the price of Bitcoin skyrocketed around the same time. And so this potentially could have been the work of hackers. Right. Of hackers who locked up the system and said, we'll give it back to you, but you have to pay the ransom. And and they paid the ransom. So much for not negotiating with terrorists, huh? (laughs) And Bitcoin's not real. So that's a thing, right? So, you know, crypto, that's all fake. So, but why are you paying them in crypto? Why did you pay that off? And what were you really paying off? Were you paying off the release of your system or are you paying off so they don't do something else? And this, you were just trying to – you were trying to figure out a workaround and it didn't work, so you had to go ahead and pay? There's – yeah. Well. it's amazing how we're catching this stuff in real time now where it used to be decades later, months later, or weeks later. Now we're catching it almost on time, aren't we? Well, that's the thing is uh, we're picking up on this stuff really fast. And, and something like that, typically, if that was the case, that wouldn't be released for two or three years. And they'd say, oh, it was actually, you remember when Notems went down? <laughs> that was actually a cyber attack and we didn't tell you. But it's okay now because it's two years later and everything's okay. Yeah. You know, that's, We don't that's do that anymore. How they operate. Yeah, we don't do we don't, that we anymore. Don't do that, anymore. <laughs> that was two years ago. We've, we've changed our policy since then. <laughs> Yeah, did you hear this? No. Uh, this was uh, this was a stark warning. This is uh, Dr. Sean Brooks. He's a PhD from Oxford, and um, he had a stark warning, which was really crazy. He did this in uh, I think it was a town hall meeting when he was giving a speech. But he says that people are going to die soon because of this uh, jabby jab jab. Oh yeah, your government says, chemical didn't work out, folks. Oops. Yep, he's a, he's a researcher on this exact topic, and he goes, "This isn't looking good." Um, and and yet, uh, almost three years ago, uh, I I started doing the daily update just because of the information that was coming out about this coronavirus, the Mexican beer flu was going to kill us all. And I told people then, it's like just just be careful what you're doing, but don't go freaking out. Don't don't trade your life in. Don't be in fear. And look at where where we're at now. I mean, how right we were during that whole thing. Um, you know, I get the spike proteins, I get the, I get the snake venom part of it, I get all that stuff, but golly, what, what could we have done differently, right? Don't live so, in fear. Don't fear your government. Good. I agree. D- you ever seen the, the TV show Peripheral on Amazon Prime? Nah, I quit watching everything on Amazon. Okay. Screw Bezos. It, it's a great show, and I highly <laughs> recommend it to anybody, okay? Right. Now, in the show Peripheral... You have this uh, this girl, Flynn, whose brother's a, a war veteran from the American Civil War with Texas. Um, and this is in 2032 is when it takes place. So 2032. Right. And uh, their, their society is collapsing and they really don't know it. Anyways, they play this new VR video game. And it's like they're, they're supposed to be like in a simulation. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that it's a futuristic world. And that she's not in a simulation. She's actually in the future. And they're using quantum tunneling to take her consciousness from the point in the past into the future. Um, And they're studying what they call the jackpot. And basically in the future, the population is greatly reduced. 
massively uh-huh. reduced. It's like 5% of what it actually was before. And that the jackpot event occurred, and it was a massive amount of political destabilization, social uh, destructuring, um, global cataclysms with weather, warfare, economic turmoil, all these things all coming together. And basically over a a 30-year period, destroyed the world and killed off 95% of the population. And they were studying through various different um, like kind of – Stumps in time. So if you can imagine if you can create time travel, it means that you can kind of fracture off various stumps of time. And this is what they were doing in the show. Well, it was interesting to talk about the jackpot because just the other day, the World Economic Forum released this article on January 13th and said, we're on the brink of a poly crisis. How worried should we be? Right. So the poly crisis could have uh, catastrophic consequences, including armed conflict. It could be anywhere from political destabilization, economic warfare, weather events, and climate change. Uh-uh. This this is the jackpot that they literally were just talking about in this book. But wasn't there a lady at Davos, the WEF, that said that um, you can wear these glasses and then you can just remove the junk and the people? So like they're already talking about they're, – they're talking about technology in your eyeglasses that you can literally just basically ignore the trash around you and you can live in a fictitious world that you've made up. Well, that's – so, Yeah, so that's augmentation, virtual augmentation. And, and that's a Black Mirror episode. If you haven't checked out Black Mirror, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But basically they have the glasses or they actually have implants in their brain and that um, – like let's say a person gets banned from society, all they do right. is digitally block that person out. So if that person came up to you, their their voice is and their face is all blurred out, and it's literally happening wow. inside of your brain. And that like person is basically episode. cast out of society. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you have wow. these like virtual world. You can throw on these glasses, and you can live in a cartoon world or a Game of Thrones world. <sighs> this is so the, the future Avatars that's coming. Thing. Yeah, and people, uh, guys, how many coming. times has your phone not worked or your computer not worked or it glitched out or whatever it is and you had to reset it and you want to put a computer in your brain to run your brain? I don't know. You, you, you're not going to get me on that one. I just I can't you can't convince me that's a great idea. I mean, how many times have we had our phone just lock up and stare at us? And then yeah, you think you're, you're, you're it's like the unveiling of uh, of uh, Microsoft Windows. nothing works yeah Yeah, it goes completely the blue screen and bill gates is sitting Mm -hmm. there going don't worry we'll get it to work call this 1-800 number i can't because my computer's down i can't call because it's goes through yeah they're just yeah this is uh this is a sad part guys we've we've i think we've created ourselves a little mousetrap but um there's some things out there that we really need to think about differently in the world we live in but that's just me, but I don't think putting computers in my brain is going to be the answer for all that. Well, I will not put a computer in my brain unless I can take it out immediately, firstly. Um, so mm-hmm. I would – and I don't think you need to. I think that we have it all wrong in the sense of technology. I think that what we use today in the sense of our, um, of our electrical circuits, our, our technology, I, I call brute force electronics. Right. Seriously, brute force electronics. Everything works on, you know, various currents of direct current voltage. And right. I think that that's brute force. I think that 
if we're going to if we're going to match technology with a human being in the sense is that we need very very low energy low voltage 50 to 100 microwatts and that our technology could easily work on that principle as well by the way people do, i don't think people realize that and that we need the transition towards very less intrusive electrical technologies um, and people are like, right. well, what about generators and stuff like that? Is, is you really don't need that much electricity. And I think yeah. if, if we kind of looked at the research that came about through, um, you know, Walter Russell, Nikola Tesla, uh, Victor Schauschenberger, right, all these different people, we could probably produce a whole new revolution of electrical technology for this planet that is safe for you and me, that is safe for the planet and could easily sustain technological development power through the ether power through the ether all right guys that's all we have for you with the dark delight show today i hope you have a great day we'll see you tomorrow Thank you.